Hello and welcome to the ENS Football Podcast. No Nathan Judah today. Uh, you've got Luke Hatfield here. A uh, bit of an Albion special to begin with. We've got Matt Wilson with us. Matt, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, uh, obviously we'll be joined by Tim Spears later. He's a little bit too busy today to join us from the start, but uh, not to worry because a couple of weeks off, Matt, suddenly uh, we've got you back on. Plenty to talk about, right? Yeah, lots to talk about uh, Albion-wise uh, this week, although... They didn't have a game at the weekend, one of the, the only Premier League team that hasn't played in the last few days. Uh, but yeah, lots going on. Um, news coming out of, uh, we spoke to Darren Fletcher this week about his impending contracts, a couple of uh, unfortunate injuries as well to talk about. So yeah, um, lots going on. And of course, this pretty woeful run of form that they're on. Um, that's five defeats and seven since hitting 40 points. And uh, the season is in serious danger of fizzling out. Yeah, so it's obviously a weekend off for the players, um, but Matt Wilson didn't have a weekend off, did he? He was, he was on the pitch himself. I did, yeah. I did dust off the old boots and um, played some Saturday league, clogged around in centre, central midfield. <laughs> didn't do too well, though, because uh, we were 5-0 up when I came off the bench uh, after 50 minutes and we ended up winning the game 5-2. So I don't, I'm not sure my holding midfield skills are really up to the, the likes of Claudio Jakob or, or Jake Livermore. Uh, yeah, but a win's still a win. Um, anything else up to on the weekend? Do you get up to much else? I was in the office on Sunday, so oh, right. I was uh, speaking to uh, people about the, the Second City derby and, and chasing things up like that. Oh yeah, what a game. I was there, couldn't miss it. Um, certainly a good result for Villa, of course. But, uh, a dreadful game though, wasn't it? Oh yeah, terrible, terrible game. Up until when Gabby came on, it was a bit of a struggle, to be honest. I was sat there and I was, I was trying to enjoy the atmosphere um, and obviously great tributes for Hugo Ehiog but um, the game was dire as, a, as an Albion fan it, it's it's quite um, funny to see that the impact someone like Gabby Agbonlahor has on the crowd oh, yeah. when, he's in, when he's your talisman I mean is that a good thing? Yeah, it says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. It does say a lot. But no, when he came on, it, obviously the crowd lifted. It was a great, it was a great spectacle to see him come on. And of course, you know, you couldn't write it, could you? Uh, Gabby Bonnehor coming on to score against the Blues yet again. Yeah. But um, as we, a Villa fan, do you want do you want Birmingham to go down or do you want them to stay up? Personally, I, I, I'd like them to stay up. I mean, I like I like having the game there. It's, it's, it's a bit of a shame when they went down from the Premier League when we were still up there and. And uh, when you when you miss out on that spectacle, you don't really have. A, we didn't. We, we obviously we had the West Brom derby, which was it's still a derby, but you know for, for a lot of Villa fans nowadays, it's more Villa Blues than anything else. Uh, so it's just, it would be a shame to see him go down. But at the same time, I've got a lot of friends who are Villa fans who who will be more than happy to see us lose on the weekend. Yeah. Um, obviously, we played Blackburn, and a win for Blackburn would obviously uh, do do Birmingham no good whatsoever. So uh, personally, I'd like him to stay up, but I know plenty of people who wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's move on a little bit. Let's move on to Albion because obviously that's why you're here. That's what, that's what we're here to talk about. Um, and one man whose future is up in the air a little bit, uh, Darren Fletcher. Yeah, it is. I mean, Fletcher has, has been remarkable, in my opinion, since since he's come to the club. Okay, his performances have tailed off a little bit recently, um, but he's played 86 consecutive Premier League games, or well, started 86 consecutive games since he arrived mm. uh, in February 2015, which is a fantastic um, return and I think it's the longest running um, starting consecutive starting appearances for any Premier League player at the moment I think Wes Morgan was on 88 but mm -hmm. he obviously picked up his injury so uh, he's, he's not playing for Leicester anymore um, but Fletcher's contract is up at the end of the summer now he triggered a one year extension on that deal uh, when he played against Southampton 
uh, on New Year's Eve, a performance-based uh, extension. Mm-hmm. But that was in his favour. Uh, I think when, obviously, when he signed for the club, um, he was still recovering from uh, surgery uh, on, ulcer- on his ulcerative colitis, uh, his, his bowel disease. Mm-hmm. Um, so he th- thinks it's. We spoke to him this week about it. He thinks it's quite a weird situation that it's in his favour because these things are normally in the club's favour. Yeah. But at the time, obviously, Fletcher was a big coup, and, and it was more about his fitness. He's, he's obviously proved that he's fit enough. Um, and he's and during this run he's played through a lot of injuries a lot of niggles and sometimes played when when he probably shouldn't have played uh, by his own admission but you know it's, it's it's a measure of the man the fact that he's always stood up and said no I'm, I'll, I'll play you know if you if you want me to do a job I'll do a job you know you've got to remember uh, the, the, the people that criticise Fletcher you've got to remember that he doesn't pick the team you know mm. Tony Pulis picks the team and if he thinks Fletcher should play um, it, you know he picks him up personally I think it's probably time for a rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it might be time to see, uh, you know, Sam Field dropped into the into central midfield, um, or maybe even try Morrison back there with with Livermore because um, he, he looked that looked like quite a good uh, combination a, a few weeks ago when when uh, Tony bought um, Fletcher off halfway through the second half. Um, so I think there are other options available uh, in that position. I don't think we have to flog Fletcher until he until he drops. But this contract situation is odd. Um, I. My understanding or my reading of the situation is that perhaps Fletcher doesn't want to trigger an extension on his current deal because with the new TV money coming in, mm-hmm. um, you know, he wants an improved deal um, or he wants a two-year deal rather than one year's because, you know, he's, he, he's proved his worth to the club. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens in the summer or what happens uh, in the next few weeks. Um, I would, I'm, I'm hoping that the club will will do their utmost to keep him because even even if he doesn't, even if he isn't your first choice central midfielder, I would still argue that he is a, a crucial part in the dressing room. Um, he mm-hmm. more than anybody else in that dressing room, he's got an experience of winning things, winning yeah. trophies. And you know, if, if Albion is serious about trying to uh, win a League Cup or an FA Cup next season, then having that experience in the dressing room will do wonders. You know, the only yeah. other person that comes close to it really is, is Johnny Evans. Um, because you know Nasser Chadley I don't think he, he didn't win anything at Tottenham mm-hmm. so you know he, he he is he is the he is the sort of um, in many ways the talisman of, of that team and, and, and the great father figure of that team and, and it would be a real shame mm. to see him leave um, I, I don't believe he's, he's contemplating retirement based on what he said this week mm-hmm. he, he wants to play next season um, but I, do, I just I'm just hoping that it, it, it is just down to Negotiations. They're just trying to find the right deal to suit everybody. Yeah, I mean, he's th- he's thirty three. I mean, he's got a good pedigree. Uh, obviously, masses of in- international experience as well with Scotland, um, and he's a great character as well. Considering obviously that Bowsley's, you know, a lot of players they might have just hung the boots up. I mean, you know, he was struggling at Manchester United to get a game. He was struggling to get out onto a training pitch, wasn't he? At one point, I mean, losing someone like that is it going to? on an already small squad at Albion, is it going to just have more negative effect than than anything else if, if he would if, if he was to leave the club? I think it depends on the manner he leaves. Say he decides to retire mm-hmm. and you know he says, no, that's me, I'm, I'm finished. Then you can't, I don't think it would have that much of an impact because you can't, yeah. you can't legislate for that, can you? Mm. But if he was allowed to slip away and go to another club in the Premier League, I think that would be, people would start questioning, well, hang about. I mean, of course, unless unless the club bring in another midfielder, yeah. 
in his place who, who was younger and better and fitter than, than, than maybe not I mean you, we've already seen Jay, I mean I thought Claudio Jacob was having a fantastic season mm-hmm. um, before they signed Jake Livermore uh, probably one of his best seasons in, in recent years um, but Livermore again in my opinion has, has taken on a, another notch yeah. Um, and actually, it would be interesting to see if Livermore and Jakob could play together. But I, mm. I mean, they, they're quite similar players in some some regards. So, um, so yeah, I, you know, you, you can't dwell on it too much. I know, I know, there are a lot of fans who have been disappointed with Fletcher's recent performances. Mm-hmm. I can completely understand why he, he, he's looked a bit off the pace. But I do think he's just probably played too many games, and it, and it is time to maybe give him a rest. Yeah, and obviously, moving on a little bit, there's a, it's not just. Fletcher's contract we need to worry about as well. There's a couple of injury issues which Albion have had now. Um, unfortunately, Matty Phillips going down again. Um, it's a hamstring problem. Is it linked to his previous one? Uh, we're not sure. Uh, he's, he's, he's picked up a hamstring problem in, in training this week uh, on the same day that Hal robson Carney did, did as well. Mm. Um, both are serious doubts for, for Saturday. I don't expect either to play on Saturday. Yeah. And it's, it's a real cruel blow for Phillips because obviously he's only just come back from his hamstring problem and, mm. and he's been he's been a vital um, part of, the, of, this, um, of this good season. It is still a good season at the moment and they are still an eighth and they are still on 44 points with, you know, with, with a few games to go. I mean, it's in danger of turning into, a, into an, not an average season but like a... a a normal season I suppose yeah. you, would, you would call it yeah. um, but it is still a good season at, at this point in time um, and Phillips has been a massive part of that um, you know he, he the pace he's got and the ability to stretch teams on the counter attack that, that has really been um, what Albion have been good at this season particularly at the home at home where they've been devastating on the counter attack mm-hmm. and it, it has been Phillips' Phillips's pace on the wing that that has been a large component. I mean, uh, the other week I saw them play a few raking long balls forward to try and send Chadley away. And, and, and as much as I like Chadley as a technical player, he doesn't mm-hmm. have the pace yeah. of Phillips on the wing. Uh, and perhaps he'd be better suited inside in a number ten role. But um, yeah, well, Phillips has been a big miss recently, and um, it'll be a big shame if he's if he's out for a couple of games. Yeah, it was no surprise to see Albion's kind of downturn in form. Uh, linked with Matty Phillips not being on the pitch. I mean, that pace, it does scare defenders. It does, yeah. And it's, again, we saw we saw the likes when they played Crystal Palace, they just didn't have enough to get in behind. And when Sam Allardyce set up his back four, I mean, he's just like, yeah, OK, try and beat us. And without Phillips there, West Brom really do struggle to do that, don't they? They do. I mean, obviously, McLean's the other, the other wing who's got a bit of pace. Um, but he, I don't think he has the quality that, that Phillips has. Mm. Phillips is, is strong, athletic, good in the air. And he's fantastic off both feet. He's got yeah. goals with both right and left peg uh, this season. He's he's a he's a real he's a confidence player. He's, he's a, he admits that himself. Um, and he, he started the season slowly, but after that game against Leicester, mm. uh, which was a real turning point in the season in, at the start of November, and, and Albion got Leicester this weekend, so I, I guess they're hoping that uh, it might be another turning point as well yeah. uh, to bounce back from their recent poor form. Um, but that was when Phillips got his first goal, and, and it's, it's all really kickstarted from there. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously the other miss is uh, is, is how how Robson Carnu uh, leaves just one senior striker. I mean, it does show the the lack of strikers that Pulis really does have at his disposal. Yeah. But I mean, how big a miss is Carnu? Obviously, he was getting into the side. He was kind of he was he's getting starts. He was starting to embed himself a little bit because he struggled at the beginning of the season. Is it a big miss now? He's not as much of a miss as as Phillips. Um, Robson Kanu is he tries very hard. He works his socks off and you cannot fault his commitment or his desire or his effort. Mm. Every time he comes on the pitch, he gives it his all. And um, I actually quite like him with his back to goal. I think he's quite good at uh, holding the ball up and, and, and laying off midfield runners. 
I just question whether he's got the quality really in front of goal to score score enough for for Albion uh, for a Premier League side. I mean, you know, there was a in the last game against Liverpool, there was a, a nice neat chest down, uh, but then his shot was pretty poor, mm. and you need to be doing a bit better from that from that range. I think he was only about sixteen yards out. You need to be. Doing, doing a lot better than, than that but um, yeah he won't be as big a miss um, he's, he, it's unfortunate for him though because he's, he's been biding his time all season on the bench uh, waiting for his opportunity when he, when he got that opportunity at Southampton he scored a cracker scored mm. a winner and he was probably a bit unfortunate to lose his place back to Rondon then um, Rondon hasn't scored in four months now mm. since that hat-trick of headers against Swansea and really it, it, you know Robson Carney has started four out of the last six games and, and really that was the only option left uh, for Pulis but you know this injury does just highlight exactly how um, worrying the situation is up front and the fact that Albion are in desperate need of a striker this summer mm. I know Pulis only plays one up front and he probably only ever will play one up front um, which would argue that you probably don't need four or five senior strikers at the club mm-hmm. but I think you need more than two because yeah, yeah definitely because I, I, I think I think you, you want three at least because um you know, when 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 this happens, you know you're relying on one player. And what if Rondon pulls up on on Saturday, and then all of a sudden you've got no strikers? I mean, it's yeah. a good job that Albion are not fighting against relegation. They've had a good season, um, mm-hmm. and they, and they and they've been very. Um, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't say fortunate with injuries because the medical team at Albion. I hate the fact that people say they've been lucky with injuries because they say, well, we we work very hard on injury mm-hmm. prevention, um, and we've got one of the best injury records in the league. And there's a reason behind that because yeah. of all the work they do. Um, but you know you can't escape the fact they have not had many injuries this season uh, Johnny Evans has been out for a bit mm-hmm. Matt Phillips has been out for a bit uh, so you know and and the long season is now probably starting to catch up on a team that, that has very rarely changed I think only Chelsea uh, changed their starting lineup on fewer, on fewer occasions than, than uh, Pulis did this season yeah and I think the the biggest worry now is I mean hamstring injuries they don't tend to be ones which you want to rush back it's not someone, something you can really play through because if, 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 if it's a little bit of a pull, if it's a bit tight and they decide, oh no, let's throw Phillips on and he goes and tears it, I mean, you can be out for months on end. Well, there's no need to do that. There's no need to do that. When they're eighth in the league, there's no need. They, mm. they shouldn't be doing that if they, and it would be, it would be wrong to do that. If, and I doubt they will because I, I haven't spoken to the club doctor, Mark Gillette, um, before. I know that they rushed Evans back earlier on in the season a bit. Mm. Well, they didn't rush him back. They, they brought him back a, a, a bit early. Yeah. And... Um, he, he did it. He did the same injury again, and the, the second time they kept him uh, out for longer, allowed mm. him to really, really get um, back to full fitness, and maybe kept him out a couple of weeks longer than they normally would have done. Yeah, it was working because Dawson was playing so well and set at centre half with with McCauley, um, and now Evans is back and he's he's finding he's fit to fiddle. So I think there is. I don't think the medical team would, would allow him to, would allow either of those players to come back so early, and I don't think Pulis would either, considering what what's happening. You know what what is riding on these few games. I know supporters don't want to hear that, um, but there is less riding on, the, on these games than, than there would be if they were in the bottom six. Yeah, do you think there's a chance that we, we don't see either of these players on a pitch again this season? Uh, there's a chance. I mean, I don't know because I I, I, there's, there's not been a, a, a diagnosis yet uh, mm. of their longevity. We'll find out when we speak to Tony uh, tomorrow at, at the press conference. I don't know that at the moment the doubts for, this, for the weekend. So we, yeah. we'll see. We don't know if they're twinges or, or what they are. But so... Um, we'll find out, um, but yeah, that's all po- that's possible because yeah. we've got 
what four weeks left, less than four weeks left for the season. So if it, if it is a, a hamstring pull, then it, then I suppose they are doubts for the rest of the season. Yeah, and it's probably one of them where you'll probably rather go safe than sorry, uh, especially for the for the coming two games or so, and then kind of rejudge how they're doing. I would try. I would try some of the youth team players. You know, I mean, I know, I know there's no youth team strikers that can fill in for Robson Carnu because Tyler Roberts, who, who was pulling up trees at Shrewsbury actually yeah. in League One, is is got his own injury problems. Um, but maybe maybe it's a chance to try Lico on the wing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think McLean would be unfortunate not to get a start. I think he's actually been, had quite a good season in fits and starts. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe throw Lico on for the last half an hour of a few games. Um, but yeah, like I said earlier, I'd like to see more. Of, the, the person I'd like to see more of this in the, in the last few games is Sam Field. I think he's a fantastic talent. Yeah. I think he did, did himself a, a huge bunch of favours early in the season when he looked really good in a couple of games. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'd like to see him start in central midfield. Yeah, definitely an exciting prospect. Him and Leko, of course, both both look like they could be ones for the future, including Tyler Roberts, of course, who, like you said, at Shrewsbury Town was doing very well. Uh, one thing which has been asked of Albion over the past week or so is is whether they've got this 40-point mentality. I mean, we, we saw an article written by yourself regarding Jerry Francis, who did touch on it. Do Have Albion reached this point now in the season, like they have in previous seasons, where they've hit that 40-point mark and now they've sat there and gone, you know what? Are we really going to go up there and f- battle for Europe? Probably not. Um, obviously not now, considering the distance between them and the likes of Everton. Have they have they hit that point? Is it something which they always target and they're going to be stuck in that rock for a little I, while? I, I completely get the criticism. And when when they reach 40 points, I, I, I picked out all the stats from Tony's um, previous seasons at, at Palace and, and Stoke. And, and yeah, he does win fewer games after he reaches 40 points mm-hmm. and scores fewer goals. This does seem to be a downturn in, in form. Um, I don't think the performances have been horrendously bad. Mm. I think they've been very poor in front of goal. Yeah. They've been wasteful in front of goal. But I don't think that we're seeing uh, a return to the, the really poor performances at, at the start of this season and, and last season as well. Yeah, I think the performances have been okay. I think they, they arguably should have got a point uh, against, against Liverpool and Southampton and, and could have picked up, um, you know, they were soundly beaten at Watford, but yeah, they, they could have picked up a few more points and a few more goals recently mm-hmm. than they have. Just it's just been they've just been wasteful in front of goal. So, and talking to the players, I know they're desperate to reach this fifty-point mark. They're desperate to um, you know break that record because they believe they deserve it. Um, they're not down in tools. It doesn't, doesn't look like they are. Um, after the last game against Liverpool. Um, Tony said that for the first time there was about a 20 minute period where for the first time the players weren't playing as a team and they were playing as individuals mm-hmm. and that that worried him um, but that might just be frustration at, at, at oh my goodness we're, you know, we're, we're doing everything that we normally do and it's not coming off for us yeah. um, there is there is an argument that if you put so much emphasis on 40 points as, as, as Pulis obviously does then there's just going to be a, a subconscious uh, downing of tools you might not think you're doing it yeah. but there is a release once you get there and I know for a fact that there's a few experienced players who, who, who do strive every season for 40 points because that is that has always been the aim. Mm-hmm. I mean, changing that mentality is difficult. Uh, that's what the likes of Fletcher and Evans are trying to do. Um, but I, I, I do think it's, it's, it's unfair to, to say that they've, they've done that this season, um, although the results would, would suggest otherwise. I think the performances would suggest that they are still trying um, to, to, you know, to, to kick on yeah. and enjoy. And, and you know, there, there, there does come, there's a lot of acclaim that comes with breaking 50 points and and, and setting the record points tally. And there's also um, 
monetary value as well to be mm-hmm. had. If if you finish in eighth, uh, four, if you finish four places below, mm. you lose eight million pounds this season, yeah. which could be a new player. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So there is a. There, I'm, I'm sure there are people behind the scenes at the club are, are, are desperate for them to finish as high as they possibly can because mm-hmm. of the extra money you get. I mean, I know they. I know. Every team's going to get an absolute fortune uh, in in prize money next season. But actually, when everyone's getting £100 million, the extra little two, four, six, eight, ten million does help because yeah. it does it, it just gives you that little extra than um, than the rivals and the, and the other teams that you're trying to you know you're fighting these uh, fighting for these players that you're trying to sign in the summer. Yeah, and I think a season like this one where Albion have done so well in the especially in that middle portion. I mean, next season, I think. The, the mentality's probably changed slightly with the fans as well because the fans now will be looking upward instead of downward. I think maybe the fans will see that, yeah, we, we've, we're we not a team battling relegation anymore. Do you reckon that's going to siphon through to the players next season? Because obviously at the start of this year, I think almost everyone was saying, are West Brom going to be safe? Are they going to get that 40-point mark again? I think next season, that mentality is going to have slightly changed, especially with the fans. Yeah, I think it will do because of the recruitment they've that, that they've successfully done this season you know the likes of uh, Livermore and Phillips and and even Neon has been a bit of a surprise package um, they need to have a good summer mm-hmm. they need to address the uh, the small squad they need to address a few glaring uh, problems in the squad namely up front and yeah. left back uh, and they could could do with another centre half as well uh, with Gareth McCauley turning 38 in December but yeah I think provided they buy two or three players mm-hmm. uh, in the summer and get, and get a few decent signings I think fans will be thinking next season that this is this is for the first time possibly well I suppose after the Steve Steve Clark season um, or around the Roy Hodgson era you could say that they weren't really thinking mm-hmm. about relegation too much or, or, or they were or, or it wasn't necessarily the, the first aim but mm. I would think that, that for the first time in a few years it, it, it might not be as big a concern I think it's always a concern for anybody outside the top six but not as big a concern you're moving into the realms of Stoke and Mm -hmm. Leicester and teams like that who who potentially won't be thinking or hopefully wouldn't start the season thinking about it yeah and you touched on it you said that the the players you don't think that they've down tools do you reckon this kind of like dip in form is more down to fatigue than anything else. Obviously, could well be the smallest, one of the smallest squads. I'm not too sure if it is the smallest squad in the Premier League, but well, it's one, it's it's one of the smallest. Probably it is the smallest, and it is the oldest as well. So, or one of the oldest. I think Watford's Watford's might be a tad older, uh, just because if you take into account the likes of Field and Lico. But mm. it is, you know, a small and old squad, and you know, you've got to remember that. Tony beasts them in the hills of Austria back you yeah. know, the, <laughs> at the start of the season. So, yeah, there'll be a lot of tired legs out there um, and also mentally f- fatigued as well, mm, you know, yeah. and that's that goes back to this 40-point thing. You know, <sighs> mental and physical fatigue, you, you, you might be desperately trying to, to keep up the levels that you, you had previously, mm-hmm. but just subconsciously you can't. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're talking down a bit here, a bit of a bit of a somber tone. But one piece of good news which did come out this week uh, is obviously that of the sports group targeting Asian communities yeah. around the Hawthorns, uh, Apner Albion. Um, it's great news, of course, but will it will it serve to boost gates at the Albion? We know that Albion have struggled recently to fill to fill the Hawthorns. Mm. Is that is that a key for you to help fill fill the Hawthorns? I think so. I think this is a really welcome initiative. Um, speaking to a few of the of the members. Uh, the new, well, the first members of this Apner Albion group, which is a group for Punjabi supporters, um, 
they've been crying out for this for years. Um, you know, there, there's, a, there's a big Sikh community in Smedic, uh and a big Punjabi community around the, around the ground, and they've been trying. They've been trying. They've been trying to uh, encourage the club to do this for ages, um, and they've finally woken up to the potential of it. Um, that I know that Pun- Pun- Wolves have got a great Punjabi group, Punjabi yeah. Wolves that are very um, vocal and, and they do a lot of good work for charity. And and it looks like finally Albion are getting their acting gear and 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 doing the same thing, which is only good. Speaking to those members, th- th- their first aim, their initial aim is just about engagement, just to try and let um, the the community know that they're there, um, but also to dispel some of the old myths around around mm-hmm. football. You know, uh, in some some corners it still has a hangover from the 70s and the 80s yeah. um, and also in, in that community that particular community there are those that the previous generation did not did not see it as as a as a sort of family day out or or, or, or a venture that that particularly girls and, and women could could go to but that mm. is starting to change now yeah and uh, yeah the, the club are going to be at this uh, huge festival in Hansworth uh, on Sunday which is there's a hundred thousand people there, um, so yeah. I mean, I, I think it's only good news, um, and hopefully, it will it'll spark a few more, you know, uh, of these schemes, and maybe they can look into the Polish community uh, mm-hmm. or or some other or some other, you know, ethnic groups uh, and and grow the fan base there because it would be good to see the Hawthorns um, crowd as as diverse as as the area that it serves, um, yeah. and and the main thing is that we want to see the Hawthorns full again because. Albion, it's 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 a strange situation, and I know the majority of the people that left last summer was it was because of Pulis. Mm-hmm. Let's not beat around the bush. It was because of um, the the style of football last season. Um, the season tickets went from dwindled from around eighteen thousand to sixteen thousand, which is a sharp decline. Yeah. But um, you know, although the recent run of form has been poor, Pulis has um, won a few of his doubters around this season. Um, and with initiatives, initiatives like this, coupled with initiatives like this, hopefully we'll see uh, full Hawthorns uh, in in a few months' time. I mean, I wouldn't, I'd be surprised if it was first game of the season. But yeah. you know, if they if they get off to next season, if they get off to a flying start next season, you never know. And hopefully we'll we'll, we'll see. Yeah, because it, it's it's a great ground when it when it's mm. full. It's a cracking ground. I mean, it was voted as the the, the best ground in four four twos recent um, po- uh, poll of the ninety two. Uh, of all 92 grounds so yeah it's a cracking ground when it's full but yeah this season it, it, the atmosphere has not been there because there's been too many empty blue seats yeah and one thing which would certainly fill those seats goal, seats as goals um, obviously something which Albion have struggled with of late um, the striker situation we've touched on it um, obviously we've only got Rondon at the moment with Robson Carnu out he's had a four month goal deficit, deficit so to speak a drought um, can he cut it up front on his own? I mean, we've seen him do it before, uh, but all of a sudden it seems to have dropped off after that hat trick. It seemed like it's almost no more goals for Rondon. See, I I like Rondon. I like how you know he, he works hard and um, he, he does a thankless task up there in this in this system where he he chases channel balls all day and he's quite often isolated. And especially last season, at the start of this season, he was very often isolated. Mm-hmm. The issue is that you know when Phillips and Chadley came into the team, that was supposed to kick him on. You know, you know that was supposed to mm-hmm. give him the uh, freedom to actually, okay, you don't have to run as much as as you used to because other other players are nearer to you, um, and they're going to put on, they're going to put more, they're going to create more chances for you and give you more opportunities to score. The problem is that Rondon just isn't a finisher. Yeah, um, he's good with his head, but with his feet. Uh, I, can't, I literally can't remember the last time he scored a goal with his feet mm. and um, that is worrying um, you know 
he's <laughs> I, I like I like him. I think he works very hard, and I think he's probably got there. Probably is a good striker in there somewhere. Um, mm. And he and he has been. You know, he has, he has had a couple of um, things turn his head this uh, this season. He was linked with Barcelona <laughs> last year, which looks ridiculous now. But yeah, he was linked with Barcelona sort of towards the end of last year. Um, chi- there was a Chinese club made a thirty-two million pound bid for him. Mm. He's also had some personal issues off the field. Um, so there's been a, quite a lot going on. Um, he needs to, I suppose, just get back focused on on, on Albion. And if, if he does that, and if he gets off to a good start next season, then yeah, he could probably score 15 goals a season. Mm. But I don't think we're ever going to see him score 20 goals a season. And it, you know, this is why the club desperately need to try and find a striker in the mm-hmm. summer. Yeah, you touched on it. And we're going to go on to a little bit of a new segment now. Um, it's a bit of a yes-no segment for you, Matt. Okay, so what I'm going to do is okay. uh, we're going to look at some players who have been linked with Albion who are, or are free free this summer or, or maybe up for sale. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to sort of suggest them to you and you're going to tell me whether you would like them at the Hawthorns and whether they'd really fit in. Uh, so we'll get straight started straight away. One, one man who's definitely been linked with the Hawthorns of late, uh, Troy Deeney at Watford. Uh, obviously, he's, he was prolific for Watford in the Championship, and he's done the job in the Premier League in, in spurts. Would he fit in at Albion? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, having seen him at the at Vicarage Road uh, the other week, he's exactly what a, a Pulis striker needs to be: big, strong, willing to run, uh, works hard for the team, can lead the line by himself. Um, you know, he still he still lives in the Midlands actually. After since you know, because he's, he's Birmingham born and bred, and used mm-hmm. to play for Walsall. Um, yeah, he'd, he'd be perfect. Whether whether he'd leave Watford because he, he loves that club uh, remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, there seems to be a bit of uh, discontent, I would say, behind the scenes between him and Matsari. Although you know, both of them are sort of playing it down, but there does seem to be a bit of um, a bit, uh, something there. Um, but I would be surprised if Dini was the one to go out of those two, you know. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so um, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I know I know Pulis likes him, but um, yeah, I, I think he would definitely fit into to, to this to this group. And uh, you know, I'd, I'd argue he'd probably be a, a stronger striker than Rondon. Yeah. One man a bit further afield, uh, recently linked as well, William Carvalho, obviously a central midfielder. Carvalho, yeah. Well, he's been linked with the club, um, and, I, and Tony went and watched him uh, at the weekend. But I don't think central midfield is really the uh, the position that we need to be strengthening. You know, mm. it's actually the only position I would argue that Albion are, are well covered. You've got Jacob Livermore, Fletcher, Sam Field, and then you can also play James Morrison and Chris Brunt in there. So you've got six players that can play there, which is you know amazing compared to the rest of the positions where you know you're struggling to find two or three. Two or three. Um, he's I don't know if he's a purest player purely. Um, he, he, he did very well for Portugal in Euro 2016 mm. um, but the reports are that this season he's um, put on a bit of extra timber not really the the box to box man that that he's been billed as mm. uh, potentially so I'll be I'd be, I'd be interested to see if Pulis um, follows that up um, because he, he he might not he might not think that he's actually can cut it uh, physically in the Premier League right back up top uh, Bournemouth striker Josh King yeah, I, th- I would think he would definitely fit. Um, something he's certainly got an eye for goal. He's 25, which is good. Um, mm. So as coming into his prime, that'd be that'd be brilliant for Albion. 
Um, and he's versatile as well. I think he could probably play just behind maybe a Rondon mm-hmm. uh, in number 10. He could probably play on the wing as well. Uh, and, he, and he could definitely lead the line because he has done that for Bournemouth. So, yeah, I think he would fit. But I'd, I'd be surprised if Albion could, could get him because uh, I think there'd be quite a few clubs uh, trying to sign him this summer. Yeah, I'm hearing a door creaking here. There's a door creaking. Is, is this our very own Wolves correspondent, Tim Spears? It may well be. It is. It's Hi. Tim Spears. Tim Spears, everyone. Hi. Grab yourself a seat, Timothy. We're still in the midst of our Albion discussion, but you're more than welcome to join us. Hello. Hello. How are you, Tim? Very well. How are you? Good, mate. Have you been rather busy today? Is that why you're only joining us? Very first? busy today, but uh, got, some, got some good stuff here. Got some good stuff. Oh, good. We can't wait, Tim. We can't wait. I'll touch on one more, one more, one or two more. Uh, obviously, centre back leaving Chelsea, John Terry. Would he fit in at Albion? Would he fit in? Um, he'd probably fit in uh, because he's in his mid 30s. <laughs> so I suppose he would. Uh, I. I think I personally think that um, Albion should be looking for much younger defenders. Uh, if they want to, if they want an experienced centre half, they've got uh, they've got Gareth McCauley there. Uh, I, 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 I personally would like to see them. Maybe as a, maybe if they failed in all their other bids for other for you know players in their twenties, they could turn to Terry on towards the, the end of the transfer window. Mm. But I, I personally think that perhaps um, they should be. Yeah, focused elsewhere, shall we yeah. say. And last one, we'll go with another striker just because Albion do desperately need one. Uh, Burnley striker Andre Gray. Yeah, another one who, who's probably in the pudest mould. He's, you know, he's strong, powerful, willing to work hard. Um, he's only, I think he's only scored nine goals this season, which is only two more than Rondon. Um, but again, in a pretty similar team like Burnley. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, he's used to doing the running under Sean Dyche. So yeah, I, I can see him fitting in. Um, I know... Baggies have been linked with him, so um, that that might be one that um, Pudis explores. Yeah, so possibly a couple of these players we may be seeing linked with the Hawthorns uh, in the summer. Uh, Tim, it's always gra- great to have you in, and obviously uh, you're here to talk Wolves with us. Um, you had a bit of a bit of a bad weekend. Sorry, I just moved my chair. It's all right, mate. Don't you worry. Bit of a bit of a tricky one. Obviously Huddersfield, not not the greatest game. Oh no, it's dreadful. Oh, it's all over. The season's all over. Two two awful games. The Blackburn game was, was just dreadful. One of the worst one of the worst games of football I've ever seen. Mm. Um, first shot on target was ninety fourth minute. Um, I just spent the whole game just tweeting normal followers with loads of random banter, as it were. It yeah. was it was just shocking. They were you know completely on the beach. Awful game. And Tuesday was just as bad, to be honest. I mean. They raised the game a little bit, but Huddersfield was so much better than Blackburn in terms of opposition. So they were, you know, never going to get anything out of the game. Lambert used twenty-one players in the last two matches, um, and you could probably count on one hand, you know, the amount that have kind of, you know, done themselves justice. So the whole thing's just petering out, I'm afraid. Yeah, it's safe to say that your player ratings articles haven't been made, haven't made for good reading Ooh. over the past two weeks, have they? Low, low. Uh, yeah, no, 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 nobody's doing herself justice to be honest. Except for Silvio, who came in from the cold the other night and, and and had a good game. Jordan Graham back from injury did well, but apart from that, everybody's everybody's finished. Yeah, that's in, one, in, including the reporters. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing I was going to touch on. Jordan Graham, obviously back out of the, out, after fifteen months injured. Um, how did he get on the other day? Was he all right? Yeah, he was. He was fine. I mean, he's obviously you know he was trying trying too hard, and he was. 
you know, lots of stepovers and kind of cutting back on himself, trying to get the perfect cross. But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't really about how well he played. It was just getting him back on the pitch. He got half an hour, which was good. Um, so he's likely to get more minutes for the end of the season. But you know, with Costa's likely exit, um, it's important to get him back now, get him a, a taste of it, and then he's fit and raring to go in pre-season. You know, that's that's the great thing about getting so many of these players back now, like Zyro, like Joe Mason, like Mike Williamson. Dicko's obviously been back for a while now, so hopefully they, hopefully, fingers crossed, they're all injury free in June and July, and then they can all get proper pre-season, which is what they need. Because I think, um, I think they're all worth keeping. Mm. That's one player you did touch on, uh, Zyro, of course. Do you reckon we could see him making a first team appearance before the before the season's out? Yeah, he's he's played a few times now uh, for the under twenty threes. I mean, Lambert's said a few times he's not going to hand out appearances, you know, like candy, like like, like a gift. Um, he'll only play him if you think it's worth playing them. But yeah, Wolves have struggled for creativity and goals for the last few games. So, he, you know, he's the kind of person you'd want to see in the team anyway. Mm. But yeah, I, I think... Um, I've got a feeling he might be knocking around at Derby on Saturday, maybe. Yeah. Oh, really? Just Did Lambert say that after you played 21 players in two games? Uh, no, before. Before. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously the one, the one key thing for Wolves is, so far, of course, has been their struggles at home. I mean, these games aren't exactly exciting. They're not filling the fans with confidence. Is this something that Lambert can can try and resolve uh, either before the end of the season or going into next year? Yeah, I mean, well, it's it's not going to be a quick fix, to be honest. I mean, Wolves struggled at home last year as well. Um, he's going to have to implement a whole new philosophy at home because the players and style they've got at the moment just just aren't working. And there's a lot of people that don't like Lambert and think he's not up to the job and, and want him out. And they're probably the home season to get holders that don't go away. Mm. Because away from home, they've won half their matches under Lambert. They're sixth in the away table. And they've been superb. And they look they look like they can beat anybody away from home. I mean, they beat bloody Liverpool away from home and Stoke. Um, and Leeds and Newcastle. But at, at home, yeah, they've got the third worst home record. So it's relegation form at home. And it's the sixth best away record away. So it's promotion form away. Mm. So you can't, yeah. you can't get more chalk and cheese. It's so unusual. But he, he hasn't got the players to do it at home. A lot of teams uh, sit off Wolves, sit back, you know, say, come on, play through us. And Wolves have got the players to play through them. Lambert admits that. So it's about changing the philosophy and tactics and bringing in the right players mm. in the summer. But that, that's a huge ask, to be honest. So he's got an awful lot to do for next season. Yeah. And looking ahead, obviously, Derby next up. Uh, is this a type of game which will, which will suit Wolves a bit better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's away from home for a start. Um, both teams have really got nothing to play for but um, I'd be really interested to see what his team selection is because like I said he's used a lot of players in the last couple of games plenty to choose from will he go with more of an experimental lineup, or will he go with his tried and trusted kind of 11 from a few weeks ago to try and get some points on the board and, and get a win because I know the season's over but you'd, you, you don't want to end it on, on three or four defeats in a row you know it'd be, it'd be great to get a win there's 3,000 fans going up there last away day of the season I think it will suit Wolves. I think we'll see a much better performance and hopefully three points. Yeah, well, another reason you are here, Tim, uh, is your classic segment, Where Are We Massive? Classic. 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 Have it's, I missed any segments today? Uh, you, well, you've missed you've missed our, our little Albion segment. We had a little yes or no, which you caught at the end yes of. Yes or no. Yes or no. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, that sounds good. 
well, it was it wasn't it wasn't as simple as yes or no. We basically gave Matt a couple of uh, players which I've been linked with. Don't big it up. It was pretty simple. Yeah, you managed, <laughs> it was, you it was incredibly take, simple. You managed to take Judas true or false and simplify it. Yeah, which is quite impressive, it, quite no. an impressive feat, really. <laughs> but no, the one segment which we do love, yes. and I'm pretty sure all the fans love. Yes, is massive. In. Oh, it's such a good one this week as well. I've got I've got I'm armed, armed with tweets, with emails, with data. Oh Lime, wow. what's going on here? Gee. Polls. You got yeah. Poland. Poland, massive in Poland, yeah. Oh, oh really? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, so, we've had a, a big week in Canada this week. We're not normally massive in Canada, but we've kind of sh- Canada's kind of shot up the list this week. Um, so, thanks, everybody. <laughs> uh, Ireland banter. We're big in the Island Man and Jersey. Oh, nice. Oh, right. nice. This week. Jamie Peace. Going across the pond. Uh, Alan Islands, obviously. Oh, of course. Classic. Uh, Alan, we couldn't read your comments out last week because SoundCloud wasn't working. Uh, but he's, yeah, he's gone a little bit risque this week, oh. old Tommy. Uh, he's invited me and Nathan to use his sauna. Oh, oh. Dear. so uh, make what you want of that, Tim. <laughs> I, I, I will. Uh, it's a holy place, apparently. Um, is, so, he, yeah. is he paying for your flights as well? Uh, doesn't mention. Doesn't mention, but I, I think it's an open invite. So yeah. I would love, I would love to go to the Andines. I think we should go and record it. Oh, record it, podcast in, from, in the from sauna. Tommy's in the sauna. In the sauna while wearing no clothes. That would be, um, <laughs> that would be amazing. That'd be a good podcast feature. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we've made it, um, made it somewhere new this week. Oh, go on, Tim. Don't hold us. Don't we've let us made sit it on somewhere that I'd never even heard of before. Right. Um. I'm intrigued. So basically, I'm not quite sure of the pronunciation. We are massive in Turks and Caicos Islands. Oh yeah, I've heard of the Turks and Caicos. I've never heard of them. Where are they, Matt? I think they're in the Caribbean. Yeah, Pretty sure. just he's got it nailed. East of Cuba. Yeah, very smooth. Um, yeah, I've, n- I've never heard of it, but it's, it's one of ours. Apparently, we yeah. we we run it. Do we? All right, right yeah. us three. Just us. Well, we're, <laughs> we're British, so yeah, in theory, yeah. Um, it's a tiny, tiny, tiny place. Tiny place. 430 square kilometres. Oh, so not, <laughs> not big then. Not big at all. Population? Guess? Uh, oh. Well, 10,000. Oh, I'm going I'm to go I'm gonna go less than that. Uh, six and a half. 31,000. Uh, uh, roughly the population of Litchfield. Blimey. Oh. Shows you how small it is. Um, no offence, Litchfield. Yeah. Because it's not... Because, like, the IOC, the Olympics, they don't like it... Um, or recognise it, all their athletes can run for Great Britain. In ah. the Any famous Absolutely athletes? not. Oh, right. Absolutely yeah. not. Um, they do have a football team. Oh, go okay. on. Uh, it has a FIFA ranking of... Oh, I'm going to guess. Oh. How many How many are there? There's not there like 200 and something. I'm going to guess 204. 204, says Wilson. I'm going to go with 190. 202. Oh! And there are 205. Oh, oh wow. They are only above the Cayman Islands. Oh, yeah, they're rubbish. San Marino. Terrible. And Marino. Virgin Islands. Oh. British Virgin Never kicked the ball. Uh, they've only played 21 matches in their entire history. And the biggest win was when they beat the Cayman Islands 2 0. Oh, memorable wow. day. Big Huge derby. result. Day. Huge result. They were also, their biggest defeat was 8 0 to St. Kitts and Nevis, who we had on a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But they were in massive in, and they are terrible. Oh, wow. So, yeah, but it looks looks beautiful. 
So if we could have an invite, who's ever listening? Yeah, 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 definitely be up for that one. That'd be appreciated. Uh, Towns and Cities banter. Big in Larbert this week. Yeah, Larbert. Larbert. Lovely. Which is in, um, in which is in um, Scotland. It's in Wales. Scotland. Is right. it Wilson? Oh, yeah, it's wow, in, uh, he's nailing them today. It's in Falkirk. Uh, big Wigan Huddersfield. They obviously wanted a bit England. of, yeah. a bit of uh, <laughs> Wagner listening for a bit of scouting in yep. the Huddersfield game. Definitely. Uh, also big in Swanee. 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 Swansea. Swanee. Or Swanee. Swanee. Graham, Graham Swan's Graham house. Swanee. Not a clue where that is, mate. To be honest. No. With you. No guesses. Uh, I will oh. guess. I will guess. Lancashire. Ireland. Georgia, America. Ooh. Oh. S U W. A N E E, Swanee. 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 And also big in Guy Lai or Gia Lai. Guy Lai. I'm going to go for Thailand. Close. <sighs> um, China. Vietnam. Oh. Vietnam. Now, whether it's pronounced Guy Lai is. It's probably unlikely. Yeah. Uh, and somebody's picked me up on this this week. Somebody uh, is not happy with my with my pronunciation. Oh, no. oh dear, oh uh, dear. Amadeep Singh, I hope I, hope I pronounced it right, Amadeep. <laughs> I hope you pronounced um, it wrong. <laughs> your pronunciation of foreign football team and place names is appalling. Oh, dear. Oh. Please work on it. Hashtag not abuse of the week. Okay, oh. so that's why it's not in the abuse of the week. Yeah. Constructive cr- criticism, yeah. I think, from Amadeep. Okay. Um I mean, I did try and pronounce Guadalajara last week and didn't go very well. Oh, oh, Guadalajara, right? Maybe. I don't, that's a tough Maybe. one, though. Maybe. Tough. Anyway, uh, yeah, 2,700 listens, including one from Marbella. Oh! I wonder who that is. Who was that then? Who was that? Chilling out by the yachts, was it? We know who that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, our very own regular host, Nathan Judah, posted a picture on Twitter this morning. Enjoying himself in Marbella with his Roger Federer cap on. Oh, listening to the podcast. I saw was he those. eating carbs? That's the main thing. <laughs> no, he Definitely was generally not. on no carbs last week. Was he? He was oh. eating avocados all week. No carbs before Marbs. And what, what disappoints me most is he's sitting there in what? 20 degree heat. It's, it's snowed here the other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nathan. Snowed. It's nearly May. <laughs> What's um, that about? And we've had we've had a couple of um couple of emails related to Massive In. A great email, in fact, oh, from, really? really like this, top effort, from Luke Breerton. Great name. Luke, great name. Yeah, Breerton's a great name, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I'm going to read it out. Kesara Sara, he starts. Whatever will be, will be. We're massive in Italy. Oh, uh, wow. As, as, the, as the Wolves song went when Zenga was in charge. Tim and Nathan and others, whilst honeymooning in Tormina. Tormina. Probably wrong. In Sicily. Sorry, Amadeep. All right. Sorry, Amadeep. <laughs> I not only enjoyed the fabulous sights with my new wife, Beck, but also took the opportunity to listen to the latest ENS podcast on his honeymoon. Oh, oh shout out. Uh, and to see just how big Wolves are here. Tormina is close to Catania, one of the many clubs Walter Zenger's managed. Uh, so people knew of him, but not really of Wolves. Oh. Which is a surprise, because Walter Zenger seems to think that Wolves are the biggest club in Italy yeah. Yeah. When, he, uh, when he joined. Um, however, whilst wearing my Wolves top and enjoying a trek up to the viewpoint overlooking the town, I heard a chap with a brummy accent remark, that lot get everywhere. I therefore conclude that even though Wolves aren't that, we'll know to Italians the support does stretch far and wide. I've also included a photo of me doing a James Richardson 
inverted commas, which should be on everyone's to-do list whilst visiting Italy. Oh, um, what's a James? So he kind of posed with a um, with uh, what's it? Gazetta. Oh right, yeah. In what's it called? The Italian paper over there. Gazetta della Sport. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Great picture. A couple of other pictures of him in his wolf's top. So I'll tweet them out with the podcast this week. Well, Top well, effort. Well, yeah, I love that commitment. And congratulations on the, on, on the, on the marriage. And Luke also, and congratulations to Beck, yeah, for putting up with that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. can you imagine? Top effort, though. Listen, yeah. this is I bet she had podcast. to take those photos, didn't she? <laughs> yeah. On her honeymoon. Uh, there's one of the pair of them, actually. I should tweet that out. Hope she got a nice um, meal out of it. And a couple more bits. Jez Massey, top bloke, Jez. Yeah. Listen mm. to last week's... Um, Joe's brother, is it? Um... Last week's last week's podcast turned into no, no not quite spot differently. Last week's podcast turned into it was a bit a bit of carnage. Me and Judah losing the plot a few times, um, and Jez rightly tweets. I had a good chuckle at the podcast today, Tim. Just wondering, do you ever feel like Nathan Judah's carer? Oh, no. Yeah. To which I would say yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Was that coffee fiasco or that was that the week before? Uh, no, that was coffee. Coffee fiasco. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What no. happened? He spilled coffee on him. He spilled coffee everywhere. What? No, no, he spat coffee yeah, out everywhere. He was laughing so hard with coffee in his mouth uh, that he spat it out all over the table. He once spilled coffee all over my laptop at a night game at Stamford Bridge and the laptop crashed. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And that was dreadful. Actually, it was tea, but it was still dreadful. He's it was... got a lot to answer for, that guy. <sighs> that, was, that, was a, that was a tough, tense few hours, that was. <laughs> Uh, and one more email which I missed neglected to mention last week it doesn't leave his name but his email address starts with the letters DG okay. so, right. David okay. Gold David Gold Could maybe um, he says uncanny Judah plus avocado stones equals score prediction Judah and the ma- magic avocados should be a regular feature oh. massive in the Isle of Man it sounds like a Strange American band, doesn't it? Judah and the Avocados. Judah and the Magic <laughs> Avocados. Really psychedelic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's everything from this week. Yeah. Lovely. It's a nice, nice little input. I love that segment. Thank you very much. Have we have we got any actual abuse of this week, or is that is that all the abuse? We've uh, got? There's been quite a lot knocking. There's been quite a lot knocking around. Um, Dave Dave Edwards. Um, oh, was, I saw this. this it was his. Good. It was his fault in the build up to the goal on Tuesday, Huddersfield's goal. Um, but obviously, I, you know, I have to write a lot during the game, as you know, Matt. Sometimes you miss a couple of bits. And I just looked up when he was losing possession. So I termed it, Edwards was crowded out in the build-up to the goal, lost the ball. Mm. That seems fair. It's, and that's what happened. <laughs> but but I think, I haven't actually seen the replay yet, but I think he played the pass straight to a Huddersfield player. Oh, right. So the mountain, the mountain of stick of people saying, you know, Basically, I didn't slag Edwards off in the right terms. Oh, All right, um, yeah. just horrendous, just horrendous. What, what, what is this strange, this strange fascination that seems just from the outside looking in that a lot of Wolves fans don't like Edwards? It is bizarre, and I spoke to Jude about this because he he doesn't understand it either. Um, hasn't I, hasn't he just made his three hundredth appearance? Yeah. and score. He scored a hatful of goals this season. It's he? happened a few times with Wolves players over the years. Guys with limited ability, but who give everything. Seem to get loads of sticks. Yeah. So Andy Keogh, Danny Bartz had it as well, Carl Henry. You know, these guys never, never shirk a challenge, never shirk their responsibilities. But Wolves fans want them to be something more than, They're more not, than what yeah. they are. Mm. I saw I saw an interesting tweet from yourself as well, Tim. You were you were moaning about people telling you to pick a proper team. 
and saying you weren't the manager. Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was getting, getting a little bit sick of the of the uh, stick the other night, so I just pointed out that I wasn't the Wolves manager. Yeah, just keep on blocking. Still time though. Still time. Still time. <laughs> still time. Anyway, some guy called for my uh, sacking. Yeah, and all this Edwards stuff. Dave. Give oh, Dave. 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 Dave, as a party, is his Twitter handle. Sack this bloke now. Incredible. The most biased journo around. Oh, oh wow. So I ain't going anywhere, Dave, so he's going to have to put up with me. I'm assuming you blocked him, yeah? That your standard technique? No, I, no, I've, I've, no, you have to really get under my skin if you're going to get oh, blocked right. in these days. Yeah, I haven't blocked anyone, actually. Yeah, yeah. that's Tim's normal go-to. All right, we're running on a little bit, so we're going to move on to a quiz now. Please! Which is what everyone's been waiting for, as everyone skipped forward to. Uh, <laughs> past the Albion segment. Past every segment. They just play the quiz nowadays. Um... Our quiz today, uh, we're going to go with the classic Who Dares Wins, just because it's the simplest for me to put together in half an hour before this podcast. Yeah. And seeing as we get into the end of the season, it's that time of the year where everything matters a little bit more. Teams get relegated, teams get promoted. Uh, we're going to start with Who Dares Wins on the last teams relegated from the Premier League in the, in the last 10 years. So any team relegated what? from the Premier League in the last 10 oh. years, I'll... There are a fair few, obviously. You know, a lot of teams relegated have gone down from the Premier League. So since since what season? Since two thousand and seven. The, the two thousand seven six seven season. Yeah, so they were relegated in the year two thousand and seven. So six seven season. Which teams were relegated from the Premier League? Um, seeing as you were here first, Matt. Yep. I'm going to ask for your bid first. Can I find out how many there are? There are. Oh, good question. Oh well, let me give a quick count. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 30. Considering it was the last 10 years, I should have known that three teams are relegated every year. Time's up by 10. 30. Yeah, but surely no, some, of those, some, some of those teams must have been done. Oh, ones. well, I mean, oh, possibly. You're, you're asking a lot of my research I now, say, guys. I would say certainly. I've got a lot of oh, research. Yeah, I would say almost definitely. <laughs> I can't give you that. I can't give you that fact, I'm afraid. So well, you're gonna have to. Well, well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need you to give me that fact. I know it. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna name all of them. Let's let's be yeah. honest. Oh, this is tough. Okay, so you want me to go first? I yeah, will give, open give the a bid. D- give a bid. Eight. Eight. A strong eight to begin with. Uh, Twelve. Oh, a strong. That's a strong one. Matt. Thirteen. Oh, unlucky for some. Yeah, 14, we'll keep going. Oh, 14, 14. Matt Wilson's struggling. How many were there? 27? No, well, there, there are 30 total, but I mean, if you're repeating. 14, you've gone for? Yeah, he's gone for 14. Oh, I'll say 15 then. 15. Yep, 16. 16. Well, he's very confident, isn't he? He is. I don't know if he's bluffing. I'm not too sure. I know, he's bluffed me before. He's bluffed me before. Um. I'm going to say name those 16. 16 teams. Can okay. you name them? All right. Okay. Come on, Tim. Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, correct. West Bromwich Albion. Correct. Uh, Birmingham City. Yeah, definitely correct. Aston Villa. Correct again. Wigan Athletic. Yep. Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. Correct. Newcastle. Newcastle, correct. United. 
Burnley. Burnley. Correct. Hull City. Hull City, correct. How many are we on? We're on four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine. Sheffield United. Sheffield United. Yes, correct. Oh. 2007. He snuck in Ooh. there. Uh, Cardiff City. Cardiff City. 2014. Correct. Red, Reading Football Club. <laughs> Reading Football Club as opposed to the Rugby Club. Yep. Fulham Football Club. Correct. 2014. How many left? You've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Three to go. Three to go. Three to go. The pressure is building. Atmosphere is palpable. Derby County. Oh. Derby County, he's gone for it. Lovely. It's there, 2008. Oh dear. Bolton Wanderers. Bolton Wanderers are there in 2012, they were relegated. How many does he need? One. One more. One more. Come one on, more. Tim. I've got, I've got one. Go on then. But is it right? Is it in the last 10 years? Is it? Well, the thing is, 10 years is longer than I than I thought it was, because a few of those, I was thinking that it must mm. have been before. Yeah. Sheffield United. I, I, I thought you were pushing it there, mate, Sheffield United, to be honest. Go on, go for it. Queen's Park Rangers. QPR 2015. He's done yeah, it. Yeah, woo! All 16. Well played. Charlton was the other one I was thinking of. Charlton would have squeaked in at 2007. Ooh. You could have also had Watford. Uh, other teams, Portsmouth, Blackpool, West Ham. Mm. Um, number of teams there, really. Norwich as Norwich. well. Yeah, I missed Norwich. Yep. But no, not 30 teams. No, no, no. Well, there were 30 teams relegated, but a couple of them were repeated. We're letting me. We're letting myself off there. That was that was quite <laughs> difficult to to bet on the fact that we didn't know how many teams there were. Yeah, I mean it was tricky, but that's what this quiz is about. That's what it's all. Fair about. enough. Well so played. one nil to Tim. The next one, similar similar feel. Promoted. Teams, <laughs> yeah. you're right. Promoted oh, from the championship. He's got it. He's got it. Right. From yeah. when the league was named in 2004 as the championship. The 2003-04 oh, season. Goodness That's gracious. right, so they were promoted, no, 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 promoted in the 2004-05 season. And, and from then, yeah? Yes, from then. There may be a couple of repeating ones in here. A couple? There are, a fair few. But, again, I'm going to leave you to guess that one. Um, Just because, guys. And, and obviously because... Because <laughs> you went first last time, Matt, I'm going to let Tim go first this time with his bid. So, Tim, if you could give me an opening bid at all? Uh, we'll, we'll start with 10. 10. 15. 15. Wow. Oh, Tim's, Tim's shaking there. <laughs> it's knocked him a little bit. <laughs> wow. Um, how many are there? How many are there? Well, three, three, three a year again. So, again, I can't account for, for repeated teams. Um, but we're talking three, we're talking approximately 39. 39? Approximately. I mean, it's not that many. But nine, some nine, of them will be repeated. 19. Oh, 20? 20. Oh. Is he going to go for it? Or is he gonna... Yeah, go on, go on, Wilson. Oh. 20 teams for Matt Wilson to name. Tough, this. I'm making sure I'm hiding this sheet because okay. I know what you're like. Oh, behave. <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's, no. Luke is well within his rights. That's, that is, I mean, it's, it might be a cheap shot, but it's a legitimate one. <laughs> okay, 
okay, come on. You've got any team to start West Brom. Start off. West Brom, they're there, definitely, yeah. 2007-8 was, last, Wolves. was the first time. Wolves, 2008 and 2009 as winners. Uh, Birmingham City. Birmingham City, yes. They went up in 2008 and nine in second place. Blackpool. Blackpool, where are you? Yes, playoff winners in 2009-2010. Newcastle. Newcastle United, winners in 2009-2010. Sunderland. Sunderland, where are you, Sunderland? Winners in 2006-2007 and also 2004-2005. Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough. They're definitely here. Turn over the page. There they'll be. Second place, 2015-16. Fulham. Fulham. Ooh. Ooh. Fulham. Oh, no. Ooh. Fulham. Oh, no. Ooh. <laughs> were they already I in? I don't think so. I don't think I so. I can't. Oh no. Were they already in? Oh, they were already in. They're not Wilson, there. Wilson. They're not there. So many other teams. When did they get promoted then? Uh, like early 2000s. Under, was was it, it Keegan, wasn't it? Oh, I thought it was. Ke no, Tigana. Sorry, Tigana. Oh dear. Oh, oh well. dear. Oh dear. Wilson. What other teams did you have? Oh, I had loads. West Ham, Norwich, yeah. Newcastle, yeah. Brighton, QPR, oh, Southampton, dear. Bournemouth. Well, Derby. Team McLean's, yeah, another quiz win. We do have a third round. <sighs> Shall we play it just, just, for fun. For fun. just for fun? Just for fun. I never beat oh, just for like fun. You'd, you'd look distraught. I feel, feel bad for you here. I do feel bad for you. To be fair, I would have gone with Fulham. I would have fallen into that trap. Well, you wouldn't. You had all the answers. Well, yeah, if I didn't have the answers, that was. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you told me there was 30, 37 or something. You threw me off. Well, I mean, they weren't repeated. <laughs> they oh, were never in there in the first place. Oh, well. Yeah. All right, okay. Do last one, last one, last one. Uh, obviously, the FA Cup finalists have been decided. Uh, this one's rather simple. Name the all-time uh, people who have won the FA Cup, essentially. People, people or, or teams? Teams, teams, Come teams, on now, come teams. on. Come on. <laughs> people. Oh, Be all day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah players. <laughs> no, teams. All-time. All-time. So anyone from the person anyone. who's won the team who's won it most? Any anyone. team. Any team. Even if you won it once. Even if you won it once. Jesus. This is tough. There are plenty. Yeah, I bet. Oh, let's let's give these a quick count. So we've got two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. I mean, we're talking like there are a lot of teams here. There are some which I've never even heard of. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm if you sure. can name, if, I'll tell you what. I'm going to put a bonus one here. If you can name one of these teams, I'm, I'm naming three teams, <laughs> which I've starred off. Okay, great. If you can name it, I will buy you Costa Coffee for a week. Or just now before we get going, because I reckon I probably could. I'm not so sure, unless you've looked at the sheet. <laughs> I haven't looked at the sheet. <laughs> no, I'll buy you Costa Coffee for a week if you name one of my three bonus teams. Okay. I'll give you a clue. They've all won it once. Oh, okay. I think, I think mine have won it more than that. Right, I need to think back to Right. So a time when I wasn't alive. <laughs> yeah, you do. This is a long, long time ago. So Matt, Matt Wilson, seeing oh. as you didn't go first last time. We're gonna, I'm gonna let you open the bid in. I opened the bid in the last time. Didn't Did I? you? Yeah. Tim can do it. Did you? Who opened the bid in last time? Uh, it was him. I'll start with 20. Oh, right, okay. 20. 20 teams. He started with 20. He started with 20. Can you name more than 20 teams who have won the I don't FA think Cup? so. Go on then. 20 off the really? opening bid. Yeah, we'll take that. Uh, off the opening bid. Arsenal. Arsenal. Won it most with 12. Manchester United. Won it. Oh, he's going from top to bottom, 11. Liverpool. Oh, unfortunate, seven. Chelsea. Chelsea, seven. Everton. Everton, five. 
Manchester City. Five again. Newcastle. 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 Six. Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Eight. Wolverhampton Wanderers. Wolverhampton Wanderers have won it four times. West Bromwich Albion. West Brom won it five times. Uh, Villa, Aston Villa. Aston Villa have won it seven times. Wigan Athletic. Wigan Athletic. Where are you, Wigan? At the bottom. Yeah, there they are. One. Wimbledon. Wimbledon have also won it once. Coventry City. Coventry City have won it once also. How many have we got here? We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Six more. Preston North End. Preston North End. Twice. Something, Keith Harrison, are we thrilled to hear from you, Tim? Uh, uh, oh. It's all gone quiet. Uh, he needs five uh, more, does he? Yeah, five more. Oh, dear. I think he's under a bit of pressure. No, 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 no. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday. They're United. Where are Sheffield Wednesday? They are with three. Burnley. Must have won it. Burnley. Burnley, one. Sunderland, they won it. The Sunderland have won it twice. How many have you got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Two more. And can you get one of the bonus ones for the week yeah. worth of Costa Coffee? I'll be surprised. I, I would they're be. They're pretty spectacular names. Two more. Come on, Tim. Leeds. Leeds. They've won it once. In the 70s, wasn't it? There's a big club that never won it. I think it might be... How many more? One, One more. I think. Oh, One, um, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, West Ham United. West Ham United have won it three times. Yes! Can you name me one of the bonus teams? Just for fun now. Uh, the Wanderers, they won it, didn't they? The Wanderers, they weren't one of my bonus teams. No. They won it five but times. The Wanderers so are like there. Royal Engineers? Oh! Got it! You would have got it if you'd have got it! He's done it! Oh, you would have won. You ever does, he not, does he not get a week's worth of coffee? No, because he didn't do it in the game. Uh, oh, I wasn't going to do it in the game. It's a big risk. Boy, going for a Royal huge Engineers. Risk. Huge risk. What? Not that risky when you were 2 0 up. Well, yeah, true. If you'd have gone for Oxford University, you would have gone it. And also, old Carthusians. Uh, the, uh, I would have said new Carthusians. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, of course. Oh, well done, Tim. I thought 20 well, was. An outrageous bid, but... An unbelievable performance there from Tim Spears. Thank you very much. I mean, Thank you. Matt Wilson again. I did yeah, very well. I've been made to look a mug, let's be honest. Fulham. I'd have Fulham. gone for Fulham. Fulham. Fulham have let you Fulham. down. God. All right, let's finish up. Let's finish up with a couple predictions. Bloody cottage. A couple <laughs> predictions. So, we'll start with West Brom. Leicester. Obviously, started was, was a great result the other time round. Um, Matt Wilson. <coughs> Sorry. Following your sneeze, bless you. Sorry, thank you. It's quite all right. Um, oh, it's, it's so hard to call because they've been really good at home this season, but dreadful recently. I'm hoping that this is you know, just the right game for them to uh, not get back on the horse, but maybe stroke the horse for the mm. first time in a while. <laughs> wow. And uh, stroke I'm going to go for... That's oh. definitely the title of this podcast now, Stroke Your Horse. <laughs> they go for a one-all draw, I reckon. One-all draw, Tim? Uh, Two-nil baggies, I think. Oh, I'm going, oh, I'm going, going one-nil baggies. I think, I think they'll... Oh, you've got more confidence than me. Yeah. All right, Wolves. Wolves, Wolves, Wolves. Can they, can they resurrect the form, which saw them win a couple games previously? Uh, yeah. And maybe excite the fans a little bit? 
yeah, I think they win 2-1. Who, who are they playing? Derby. Derby away. Derby away. Oh, they're away. good away, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go for a 2-2 draw. I'm going for 3-1. 3-1. I think Wolves will, will tickle the horse <laughs> and uh, win 2-1. Brilliant. All right, Aston Villa, obviously coming off that, that that big win against Blues. Can they put Blues in more trouble? I mean, there's a lot of talk about Villa. Probably a lot of fans want them to lose the game. Going up against Blackburn nah. Rovers. I don't think they will. Uh, personally, 2-0 Villa for me. Are they at home? Uh, good question. Very good question. Uh, no, it's at Ewood Park. It's at Ewood Park. Ewood Park. I, so right, I'll tell the Villa fans. Yeah, yeah. bloody hell. I will go for a, I think, Blackburn fight off their lives. One all draw. One all. Yeah, one all. Blackburn draw an awful lot of games. I think we won all. All right, okay. And finally, uh, the last team, Walsall, playing their last game of the season. Oh, dear. They're at home to the MK Dons. Doesn't mean a whole lot, this one. Um, but I'm an optimist. I'd like to see Walsall finish on a, on a high. So 2 0 Walsall. I think they're, I don't know, they've had a few dreadful results recently. Um, I reckon they've been. Dower, nil-nil draw. Oh, I was going to say that as well. Awful oh. game. Nil-nil. Well, what a game to finish on. Out, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry Everyone turn up, you know, be super optimistic. Uh, so, yeah, nil-nil draw for Walsall. Love the confidence, guys. All right, so thanks for everyone listening. Hopefully uh, you all get the results you want this weekend. Bye-bye.